What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am thrilled that you are here. Today, I get to interview someone who has helped me in my parenting journey so much, and I am just so excited to bring her on the show. Her name is Wendy, and she is the founder of Fresh Start Family, so you can find out so much about her at freshstartfamilyonline.com and see all that she has to offer. We talk about a lot of it in the show today, and I will make sure to link everything she talks about in the show notes, and also at the end of the episode, I will make sure to do a little recap for you. I'm so excited to bring her on because I just want you to see the way it can be. She shares her story about where she started with a toddler and a colicky baby and how hard it was for her. And she's so open and honest about it. And I know that when she made this shift to positive parenting, you're going to see how it has changed her and changed her family. And I just hope that it brings some encouragement to you if you are in a hard season of motherhood as well. And just Just the way she talks is so enlightening and inspiring, so I know you're going to love it. Now, one thing I also wanted to mention before we hop into the interview is if you do not know what the bucket system is, so this is something that comes from Sage Family. Um, I also have interviewed her on the podcast, and she is another positive parenting coach and teacher. And her system, the bucket system, is something that I currently use in my household to help my kids just remember to do the daily tasks that we get done, to help with chores, to pursue some passions of theirs, and it totally takes away the nagging piece of it. I no longer have to remind my kids to get dressed in the morning, to brush their teeth before bed, all of those things that I'm constantly nagging them about. The bucket system is a positive way to encourage them to take some responsibility for these things. So if you want to learn more about the bucket system, if you love this episode with Wendy, I know you'll also love the bucket system. So check out athomewithkids.com forward slash bucket system. And I know you're going to love what Rachel, who designed this system, has to offer you there as well. All right. So without further ado, we're going to hop into the episode and talk with Wendy. Well, welcome to the show, Wendy. I am so honored to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Jenna. I'm so excited to be here. Can you just tell my audience a little bit about yourself before we jump into the interview? Yes. So I am a positive parenting educator and family life coach and the founder of Fresh Start Family, which is an online learning platform for busy, usually stressed parents who are um, looking to expand their parenting toolkit so they can really be at choice with how they raise their young human little souls 
lot of the families I work with are um, actively, I'd say, breaking painful generational cycles where they're learning to do things um, oftentimes very different than the way they were raised, how to get out of the habit of using fear and force and intimidation and threats and yelling and bribery and reward, all those kind of external controls to influence their kids and they're shifting into how do we actually use connection and relationship and like true power, which harnesses um, things like humility and relationship and um, modeling, which is the hardest part, <laughs> parenting. Um, so yeah, so I have a few different online courses and a membership program now with families from all over the world. We have a, um, a podcast called The Fresh Start Family Show that my husband co-hosts with me. And we just are so passionate about supporting families in this area. Yeah, well, that is great, Wendy. And that's actually how I found you. Um, I am a course participant in the foundations course. So I've just loved everything that you've put out. And so that is why I wanted to bring you on because I know that it's just so valuable for moms to hear, especially, you know, in sometimes we get in this like filtered thinking where it's so small, but we don't realize there's a bigger picture and there's other ways and you know, there's help out there and all that stuff. So I'm so glad you're here. Can you kind of tell us what a day in your life looks like? I know every day is probably different. You're a mom. (laughs) Um, But what does motherhood look like for you right now? Yeah, so currently I have a 13-year-old little girl and a 10-year-old little boy. And um, it looks a whole lot different than it did when I first started teaching this work. Um, I got into teaching about 10 years ago where it was all about parenting. I was a full-time mom. I was a stressful time mom raising a strong-willed toddler and a colicky baby. Like that's when I found this work. I was not positive at all in that season. Um, but now that my kids are older, um, we are just in a really good groove and, um, relationship wise on the parenting front, things are really just feel really good and natural and light and flowy, even though we still, of course, have our challenges. Our, our daughter is still um, very strong-willed, with we, which we like. Like we want, we we see her as a, um, one of our next generation of leaders, and she's radical and inspires us every day. And she's still like a strong-willed cookie. So, raising a teen, um, raising a, an incredible little boy, and then um, nowadays. Um, I spend a lot of time on my business. So my business is kind of my third kiddo that I love because it's just very near and dear to my heart. So yeah, full-time entrepreneur with a staff of three. So, um, and like a gazillion contractor. So it's, it's like in the trenches of entrepreneurship, way too many hours, probably, um, more hours than I should be spending at my computer, but the blessing of being an online digital educator is that, um, you know, we weren't horribly affected by COVID, thank God. So um, I'm still able to teach. I'm still able to help families. I'm still able to serve. Um, And so, yeah, lots of meetings every day, lots of um, juggling, like, mom, I'm hungry. And like, mom, I don't understand this math problem with like being on a podcast interview or being on a Facebook ads call with my team. So it's a lot of juggling and um, patience perseverance all that good stuff yeah and a lot of a lot of shuttling to sports we're still (laughs) thank goodness we have surfing skateboarding and beach volleyball that I'm still like shuttling to I'm I'm thankful here in Southern California my kids are able to still take part in their sports and lots of outdoor time so um, positive parenting is what your memberships about your courses and all of that how would you describe this idea of positive parenting 
Yeah. So it's about finding the middle ground between too firm and too kind, which recently I stopped saying too kind because I realized there's never too kind. It's between too firm and permissive. Um, because a lot of people, when they hear the term positive parenting, they think like, oh, you have to be happy all the time. You have to be positive. Um, and it's not about that. It's, it's not about always having a happy face. It's not a, about giving your kids anything that they want. Um, it's actually about, again, like being able to, to find that middle ground where you are super firm and you have strong boundaries and you're doing it with connection and grace and compassion. So you're always doing it with kindness. And not only as parents, but that's like the magic ticket for all humanity, right? Like if you can stand tall for what you believe in, um, have strong boundaries in your life, um, be firm about what you believe is right, and do it in a way that doesn't, isn't hurtful or um, doesn't, you know, you don't, you're not trying to control people or overpower them. Um, it, it works in our really, all relationships relationships in life. But I do think a lot of people get the wrong idea and they think it's, it's about permissiveness and it's not. It's just, it's really rooted in positive psychology. Um, so the work of Dr. Rudolf Dreikers uh, is really underneath a lot of the programs that you hear nowadays where it's just, it's all based on kids having needs, really all human beings, but kids have needs. And so um, when we understand what those needs are and how to help them get them met in a healthy way, then we're able to redirect uh, um, misbehavior appropriately without using fear and force and all that stuff that is externally controlled. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I mean, in your course and just other things I've read that you've done, you often say the words firm and kind, firm and kind. And so I'm often reminding myself of that, especially I've got, so I have three kiddos, oldest is nine, youngest is five. And my five-year-old is very strong-willed, very stubborn, um, but also like the happiest kid in the whole entire world. So he can like flip, you know, he's just so stubborn at times. And so I often have to remind myself, like he needs a firm boundary here, but I gotta be kind, you know, cause, cause he definitely is the one who knows how to get us riled up and get us in that spot where we need to like take a little calming break <laughs> before we parent him a little bit. Um, yes but it's going to yeah, serve him the, so the, well. It will. And oh gosh, I just love the strong-willed kids so much. Um, and you're going to see as he gets older, it's so cool because they like kids love firm boundaries and the ones that push back a lot, you're like, ah, oh, they don't like it. But actually as they get older, as they mature, you will see that they actually are very grateful for them. So there will be moments when your kids get older where they'll be like, thank you, mom. Thank you for holding such a strong boundary. And, um, It'll happen one day. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> We're not there yet, but you know, I still get all the cuddles. Yeah. And stuff, so I like this age for sure. That's <laughs> so a great age. What originally, I mean, I know you said you've been doing this work for about a decade now, but what led you down this path? What switched or what happened in your life or what did, how did you choose this for your personal life, your family, and then also for your career? Yeah. So I think like so many stories you hear, um, something like really, <laughs> really kind of rock bottom hits. And that's what my story is, is, um, I kind of hit rock bottom in my parenting walk and I started to become someone that I'm like, who the heck even am I? Like, I don't even know who I am right now. I was yelling all the time. I had my daughter in like 50 timeouts a day. All I was doing was complaining about her. And I was seriously like super worried. So, um, back to like getting back into the feeling of the, that time. So I had just left my corporate career in the action sports um, 
world and I loved my job, but I thought like I had this, I knew I did. I had a calling to stay home with my babies and I thought it was going to be dreamy. We were going to be at the beach. The kids were going to nap every day. And like, um, you know, just this idea, I should be so thankful for this opportunity. We worked really hard. We had to scrounge pennies to be able to leave my career. And then we let our nanny go, who was like the most amazing, amazing nanny on the planet. I loved her. She was like family. And it was like a month into it. And I was like, what have I done? I'm miserable. <laughs> but Stella stopped napping like right about that time. Um, the baby had colic and I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I have no idea what to do here. And up until then, I really thought that I was like a pretty smart cookie and had even worked with kids like my whole life as a springboard diving coach for a long, long time. So I was like, what is happening? I lost confidence and I just became kind of bitter and frustrated and irritated all the time. And, um, and it got to the point where it, you know, I, I definitely had friends and family who were like, you know, we need to get some, like, you know, why don't we, why don't you just take some medicine or why don't you just do something? And I, I remember thinking at the time, um, is this postpartum? What is this? And I just remember thinking like, no, it's like, I don't, I'm not making this up. Like it's really gnarly. Like this is the reality is like you leave to go to work and I'm left with this three-year-old that will not listen to anything. And the baby cries all day long and we can't go anywhere. Like it was just my, in my head, the reality was like the worst thing ever. So there was just some really dark days where anxiety was high. I felt like I was depressed and I just honestly like did not like my daughter. I like didn't even want to see her and she would like look at me and growl. I mean, we were just in a bad spot. Um, and so that's when I got invited to a positive parenting class at her preschool. Um, thank God. Thank God I got invited. And I, and I remember stepping into that classroom and thinking, wow, this feels different. This feels different than what I always thought you were supposed to do with an unruly kid, right? Um, and so as I started to learn more about myself and how much influence I was having over my daughter and the way I was thinking about her and treating her and talking to her and seeing misbehavior in the wrong light, like an old school paradigm that just is so outdated and wasn't working. And um, as soon as I started to shift, it was like the light just started to come back um, through the windows of my soul. And I started to be able to breathe again and find joy. And so um, we just started to get magical results with her because she was the type of kid that still is. If you try to make her do something, she'll dig her heels in even harder and resist it and then resist it and then feel super shameful about herself. Mm -hmm. And so I could see from a very young age that that was already happening. And um, so, yeah, we started to change. And then a few years into it, I was like, whoa, this is powerful. I need to teach this. Got certified and taught in person for a while and then felt um, God calling on my heart to like, to put it into a digital format so I could help families from all over the world, no matter where they lived, because I knew I just really wanted people to have access to the message. Um, like I said, if they were in a small town somewhere and couldn't make it to a, a local class, um, I wanted them to be able. So I do in my work, I have like a lot of free programs that I do a lot too that helps people get into the work. And that's part of why I developed the online program. Lots of paid programs that literally change lives and then lots of free programs and resources that get people introduced to the concepts and get them started with positive parenting. 
Yeah. So I was hoping that you would really share your story because I think there's probably a lot of listeners out there who are in the same boat and we feel guilty as moms to be like, we don't like our yeah. kids right now, or our days are miserable, or, you know, I have this blessing of being home with my kids and it's horrible or things like that. Yeah. And so hopefully the moms that are listening that feel that same way will reach out to you because just like you said, you walked into that class and it changed everything for you. And I think that the work you're doing definitely can do that for so many families. So I'm glad you shared honestly where you started because I mean, that is Sometimes we just need to hear that and moms need to know that they're not the only ones who are struggling at home with, you know, kids that, that are having a hard time. So Heck no, I straight up Googled like exorcism. I watched her documentaries on bipolar. Like I was like, dude, there's something wrong. Like she is the worst human ever. <laughs> and now, oh my goodness. I'm like, what was I thinking No, But uh, yeah, it was real. It was real back then. Yeah, definitely. What do you think are some of the biggest benefits that you've seen with this positive parenting work in your own parenting, but then also with the so many families that you've worked with? Yeah. So hmm, the biggest benefits, gosh, there's so, <laughs> there's so many. So, um, I definitely feel like I've seen marriages saved. I've seen um, children just get out of like a shame loop and um, thinking that something's wrong with them and then growing up only to later um, kind of revolt or become those unruly teens that people always are scared of. Um, it doesn't happen for people when they, when they go down this route and when they, when they really um, embrace the concepts that we teach here. And I think, I guess what comes to mind is um, it is the intrinsic internal self-regulation and self-control that happens for parents and children when they get into this work. So again, so much of our world has us living in the thought that like, you know, overpowering or controlling, like there's a reason why we have the classic statement, like you need to get control over your child. Like what is wrong with you? Like you don't have any control. Well, we weren't designed to control other human beings. It's just not the way we, you know, but in history, there's a lot where, um, there has been fear and force and overpowering and control in order to dominate or get what we want. And unfortunately that is replicated in parenting for generations and generations and generations. And I think um, as newer generations come along more and more, they're starting to say, heck, that does not make sense. Like, no, like it doesn't, no, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to live in a, in a state like that. So when you, when you switch it up and you start to, um, instead of using the overpowering, controlling, holding things over kids' heads, um, using hurt or pain to get them to comply or intimidation or scaring them or yelling them, intimidate, you know, all that stuff. They start to actually be able to make decisions on their own, not because they're scared, but because it feels right with their moral compass, with their heart, with the way they were designed. And it can be definitely a process, right? Like it doesn't happen overnight, especially if families are used to using external controls and then they feel like they're miserable, which so many are that come my way, using the external controls because they're still not working, like, you know, threatening the spankings all day or um, thinking that you can just take away technology and your kids are going to perfectly behave. Like they, it sure seems like it should work, but it actually doesn't. But when they switch out of that um, and the child actually starts to, see like, okay, no one's going to fix me. No one's going to 
control this. Like I've got to figure out how to address my own emotions. I've got to figure out what do I do when I'm angry at my sister? Cause mom and dad are no longer going to come in and fix it for me by overpowering me or taking away my dessert tonight or, you know, putting me in timeout or hitting me, whatever it is. Like I'm the one who has to take charge of my own life. And then once they conquer that scale, they have that for life, right? Like they don't have to learn it when they're 40. Like many of us do with anger <laughs> or hurt. Like many of us as adults are like just now learning. What do you do when you're so mad at somebody? Well, you process that feeling of, of anger and, and know what to do with it and take healthy action. Um, but so yeah, I love that part about it with kids because I think we all want to send kids to college that um, are able to operate on their own and to be self-confident and to know what to do when challenges come their way, to be able to creatively problem solve, to be able to forgive themselves and others because we teach mistakes or opportunities to learn. But it all comes from an intrinsic standpoint where we come beside our children and support them in their journey instead of thinking that we're the ones who, who have to mold them into good, kind human beings. It's like they're already good, kind human beings. They're just going to have some hiccups along the way. And we get to have the honor of redirecting them and pointing them back towards the light. We don't have to make them good, kind human beings. So that's the difference between external and intrinsic or internal controls and that's pro probably, I guess, my favorite part about the work, but there are many favorites. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that what led me down this path was definitely the idea, like you're just saying, like, we don't have to make them into these good people when they grow up. They already are. We just have to help them see that and use it correctly and just, you know, know that about themselves and all of that. Because I think as a mom, my biggest anxiety is around, you know, not screwing them up, like not not sending them off into adulthood with all these issues. And, and of course they're going to have stuff that's going to come up that they will have to work through, but just giving them the tools to be able to do that, that it's not my responsibility to make sure, you know, that they are these good people because they are, they just need the tools and the confidence and all that. So that's definitely what led me kind of down the path of looking more into positive parenting and um, into your work too. So I'm glad that you mentioned that one. Yeah. So cool. So what about, I mean, I know that I have moms that reach out to me and, you know, they're like in the thick of it with little teeny tiny kids and they've got two or three of them and they're feeling like you did 10 years ago and they're thinking, yeah, but what do I do right now? Like my kid is screaming, my other child keeps saying no, and I am feeling this anger. Do you have just a couple tips that like could just get somebody's feet wet if they're like... Like, what do I do? I just need help right now with a couple practical tips that I could try to put into place. I know that's a huge question and there's probably a million things, but if there's just one or two things you could tell a mom like that in that situation, what would that be? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's so much that comes to mind, right? So number one is paradigm shifting for sure. Um, just seeing it in the right light. And, and I'm going to have a five-day free mini course. It's a free challenge that starts on January 25th that listeners can save their seat for where we'll, go, we'll walk through five days of mini lessons. And number one is about paradigm shifting. So really to me, that is the most important place to start, but I'll, I'll save that conversation for another day since your listeners can go join me for that. Um, that that'll be a really powerful way to learn more. But what I think about some, some quick and easy ones is um, first off, agreements can make, can go a really long way. And then 
also empathy. So those are just two out of like 10,000 things, but let me tell you a little bit more. So agreements are something we can make with our kids in a calm time when our when we're we're all level-headed. So no one's hanging out in their amygdala, which is responsible for like the fight, flight, or fear part, like where your brain thinks it's in danger. So it's overreacting or it's, you know, operating out of fear. Instead, make agreements with your kids when you're in this neutral space. Maybe you're reading books at bed at night or everyone's excited because um, you're gonna go to the park. Um, before you get in the car, you want to make agreements with your kids. And agreements are very different than um, telling them like, hey, everybody needs to keep them, their hands to themselves in the car. Does everyone understand what's our agreement? Like that's called a compliance statement. And especially if you have strong-willed kids, I don't care if they're two or they're 17, they will push back because their need to feel powerful gets like the bucket gets tipped, like drops come out and they feel less powerful. So instead you just want to say, Hey, everyone wants to have a great time at the park, right? Like we want to be able to get to the park and you guys, you guys know that my literally, I'm not willing to drive the car. We will stop. I will drive the car, right? Like this is just coming to mind. I will stop the car. Um, because it's dangerous and here's why like you can you can really get into a car accident if you are distracted and your safety matters so much to me you explain them like why does the rule exist when everyone's in a calm time and then you look at everybody and you say okay so can we make an agreement we're going to keep our hands to ourselves we're going to be respectful with each other and when we get to the park should you need to work out a problem, I will help you. We will work it out. Um, and everyone's like high-fiving, even your two-year-old, if they don't talk yet, you can be like, okay, what are we going to do with our hands? Keep them to ourselves, right? And they're going to they're gonna nod and you're going to give them a high-five and you're going to say, thank you for being part of the team. Um, this ups their feelings, their need to feel valuable, their need to belong because they're part of a, a unit. Like you team, like what's your last name? Arvidsson. Arvidsson, Team Arvidsson, like Unite, every single person in Team Arvidsson is important. You are a player in like whether we make it to the park and if we have a great time and mom's successful and not yelling, right? Like, <laughs> thank you for contributing. So again, like the basic needs that positive psychology or positive parenting teaches is the need to belong, the need to feel valuable, the need to feel powerful. Um, when those basic needs are met, your kids will misbehave less. So you have them repeat the agreement, and then um, when it starts to happen, you can immediately go to empathy. So it's like, guys, I know, I know it's hard. You guys, your siblings, no wonder you're upset. You want to use that marker that your sister's using right now. I get it. Yeah, you love coloring. And remember, what was our agreement? So these are just the first two steps. I have a four-step um, what's called the firm and kind process where I go even into further detail about more and more you can do. Um, the next, the next one is to repeat the agreement. And the, the last one is to give choices. Um, but I go into greater detail in that program called the firm and kind parenting blueprint, which families can learn about, um, get into, I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes page, but it's a very affordable way to get started instead of, you know, having to get into a full positive parenting course, the firm and kind parenting blueprint goes into these four steps in extensiveness. Um, but when you layer these on together, this gives you an equation to set firm limits and stick to them consistently, but do it with connection. Because again, like in this situation, the rule is I will not drive 
the vehicle when kids are screaming and fighting and throwing things. So number one, we're going to make an agreement in a calm time. Number two, we, I'm going to give you empathy because you're human, you're little human souls. Of course, like you're annoyed with your sister. I get it. And what was our agreement? And here's your choices. You guys can either choose to stop and take deep breaths or I can pull over and then we will turn around and go home. Something like that. Um, but there's just some ideas, but empathy and proactive agreements. Those are two takeaways that if you can just find one time today to change from a compliant statement of, I will, you will not hit your brother to, Hey, let me tell you why we keep our hands to ourselves. Let me, let me show you what it feels like, um, to have self-control. And then you make an agreement. You are a contributing member of this team. You, what you do in this house either contribute us, contributes to us having a great night before bed or, you know, those nights when we all go to bed in tears, like you're an active contributing member of this family and, and you matter, right? Um, and, then, and then the empathy is massive. The empathy is just like our kids need to know that they're not aliens, especially the strong-willed ones. Because the strong-willed ones are told all day, every day, stop it. Don't do that. Don't say that. Don't be like that. Why are you so difficult? Why can't you just be better? And they just, they'll often just start to live that reality. That's who I am, right? Like instead, when you use empathy, you're like, look, you're not an alien. Of course, of course you don't want to do it because you love to feel powerful. I love to feel powerful too. That's why we're in a power struggle. So <laughs> Here's what we're going to do about it, right? Like, so there's lots of different parts of that equation, but I love the little firm and kind equation. That's why I built a whole program out of it. Um, but the first two steps, because you asked for a few, make more agreements with your kids in a calm time and use empathy when they actually forget the agreement. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the reminder to do it when we're all calm because that was a big mistake of mine when my kiddos were younger. It'd be like we're in the heat of the moment and I'm like, okay, listen, this is what we have to do, you know, <laughs> like, and that, yeah. that does not work. It just backfires completely. So remembering to just take those moments when you have everybody attentive and having fun and engaged and all of that. So yeah. I talk a lot about just choosing simplicity on this podcast. That's kind of what the podcast is around. And especially in motherhood, has positive parenting simplified parenting or motherhood for you? And if so, how? Yeah. Has it, has it simplified parenting for me? Um, yeah, it has because you're able to let go of, I think, a lot of the clutter in your head that you know, makes you think or, or doubt stuff. So it's like, I know a lot of the families that I work with, they, they get on board and then they still, they still struggle a little bit like, oh my gosh, does compassionate discipline really work? And then I support them. I mentor them, especially in my bonfire membership program where I get to interact with them a lot. And then eventually there, there comes a day where they just fully embrace it. And they say, I no longer think that I have to make my kids feel worse about themselves in order to make them feel better. Like, and I, I remember that day where there was honestly probably years where I was like, gosh, especially being a teacher of this work. Cause you know, it feels like the spotlight is on you. So if my kids had some misbehavior, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Is this even work? Like, am I just a crazy person? Like thinking 
that the power of love and kindness can create good humans. Like maybe you do just need to hurt them or something. I'm like, so I remember that season. And then one day being like, oh my gosh, it's all, it's gone. Like it no longer haunts me. Like those cobwebs are gone. I fully confidently know that you do not need to make other human beings feel bad about their mistakes. You don't have them make them feel shameful. You don't have to hurt somebody in order for them to listen to you. Like it just feels so good when you have the courage and the bravery to step in, do the learning, fill up the toolkit, get the support that you need to let get rid of the old limiting beliefs. And then you just don't have to carry it around with you anymore. And it's like, cool, just not, not in my head anymore. You know, so I guess that's a way that it simplifies it is there's a lot going on in our minds and we don't need to carry around scarcity thoughts or limiting beliefs um, that are just messing with us. They just clutter up our heads. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I've also noticed um, is that you can let go of some of that control, like you've said, and allow your kids to have more of it, which which ultimately gives you more time and more brain space. And, you know, you're not constantly nagging and reminding. Now, of course, I am still working on this, but I do realize every time I do it, I'm like, wait a minute, that's theirs. That's not mine. That's, you know, that's his or that's hers. And I get to let her handle yeah. that and I no longer have to. So I think that makes a huge difference in just how we perceive this chaos or, you know, the busyness of our day because we can allow allow them to take more responsibility than we're taking for them. So, yeah. I love it. Well, one question I ask all my guests that comes on the show that I want to make sure to ask you, and it can be around positive parenting or it can be around anything that comes to your mind. It's totally fine either way. But if you could grab a busy mom by the shoulders, look her right in the eyes and tell her one thing, what would it be? Mm, That's a good one. Okay. I could grab a busy mom, stressed mom, and look her right in the eyes and tell her one thing. I would say um, to have courage and be kind. Yeah, my obviously Cinderella quote, but I love it because courage is something that I really value. It is one of the traits that is one of, I think, the most important things in life um, to understand bravery and courage. Like when you live your life with bravery and courage, you will often be an outcast. You will be different than people around you. You will um, have challenges, right? There's challenges that come along with it, but holy smokes, it feels so good to live with bravery and courage. And when you are stepping into learning a different way with your kids when it comes to parenting, you definitely will need bravery and courage. And when you combine that with kindness, um, that to me is what creates a perfect human existence. (laughs) Have courage, stand tall in what you believe in, whether that's your faith or your morals or rules limits, Um, but always do it with kindness and you just, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I love that. And that's definitely what we want to teach our kids too, right? So if we live that way, then ultimately, hopefully they will as well. So I love it. Well, Wendy, this conversation has been so much fun. I know that I got a lot out of it and I am sure there are moms out there that are going to just feel so relieved that there's something else out there besides what they've been doing if they are in a 
you know, a hard place. So tell us where we can connect with you more. Tell us more about your five day challenge. I will put any link that you mentioned in the show notes for people so that they can find them easily. So just tell us how we can uh, learn more from you. Yeah. So you can find me website, freshstartfamilyonline.com. The registration page for the five day challenge that starts on January 25th is right there. The reason why I call it a challenge is because I know we're all so busy these days. We're being pulled into a million different directions. And so many of us say we want more peace, more joy, more connection um, in our homes. And that takes courage to show up for yourself. And so it's a challenge. Like, come commit to five days with me. Come hang out. And I promise you at the end of these five short, very short, 10 minutes a day, video lessons, you will feel so much more empowered and confident and hopeful about um, the next season ahead as a parent. So website, save your seat for the challenge. And then I love hanging out over on Instagram, Fresh Start Wendy. And then on, on um, iTunes, you can come find our podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. Awesome. Well, that's excellent. I love that your husband is your co-host on there too, because it does make it, I think some people are like, well, I really want to do this, but I wonder if I can get my spouse on board. And it's fun to have both perspectives from you guys. So I enjoy listening to that. Um, love what you have to say. And then it is fun to get his perspective too, and just hear you guys talk back and forth. So definitely check out that podcast. You guys will love it. And I will have the links in the show notes. So Wendy, thank you again. I know your time is precious and I so appreciate you spending it with us today. Thanks for having me, Jenna. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that was Wendy from Fresh Start Families and I hope you take her up on that five-day challenge. I'm going to go through it. I have actually already gone through it before, um, but I'm going to hop in there this time as well. So if you want to go through it with me, Remember, it's starting January 25th, so if you are listening to this in real time, it's coming up in just a few short days, so make sure to go to her website and get signed up. You can go to freshstartfamilyonline.com to save your seat. It's totally free, and if you want to go through it with me, just come over and DM me on Instagram and tell me your takeaways from it, and we can chat together. Also, don't forget to check out the bucket system that I talked about in the beginning of the episode, because if you are interested in this positive parenting work and just a different way to motivate your kids to get some daily things done and to help inspire them to work on some passions and also get some chores done around the house, that sort of thing, make sure to check this out. I think you're going to love it. Go to athomewithkids.com forward slash bucket system. Um, I do this with my family. I just started not long ago after I learned about it from Rachel and absolutely love it. So make sure to join up for Wendy's challenge. It's free and five days and you're going to get a ton out of it. And then also check out Rachel's bucket system. All right. I will make sure to link everything that Wendy talked about in the episode in the show notes so that you know where to get them and you can find them quickly. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. 
tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening, whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week.